Anthony Richardson shines in his debut practice with the Colts, and Jake avoids that dreaded sunburn. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Colts is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Zach Hicks, and joining me today is my baritone voice of reason, Jake Arthur, the boots on the ground over at Colts training camp. The Eeyore uh, of the show. The Eeyore of this show. We love a good Eeyore here. I am, I'm more like Tigger. You're like Eeyore. I think that's a great combination right there. That's two extremes. Like. <laughs> That's two extremes. Uh, on today's episode, and this episode is kind of how we're going to do a lot of the training camp practice days, is uh, Jake's going to walk us through what he saw on the Colts offense throughout practice. And then in the second segment, we're going to talk about the Colts defense. And then in the third segment, as long as you guys are being active in the comment section, we will answer some of your questions that you have about Colts training camp, about the team in general, or just kind of things that you want to hear from us. So uh, if you guys are watching us here on YouTube, go to that comment section, drop in what, any, anything you want to hear or anything you want me and Jake to talk about in that final segment. If not, we have other things planned. Don't worry. We will we will give you something in that last segment. Uh, but that's how we're going to do pretty much all of these practice day episodes. So Jake, kicking us off with the offense, what did you see? Did Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew look like two superstar quarterbacks out there today? It would finally have got practice, man. Um, so I, I will say it was only an hour today. So there was only a couple team sessions and it was heavily, they were heavily working on red zone and running. So very few uh, passes that actually <laughs> contributed to the day. Uh, but both quarterbacks were perfect in 11 on 11s. Uh, Minshew was four of four with a touchdown. Anthony Richardson was two of two with a touchdown. Uh, Richardson also had a, a nice little imp improvis improvisational touchdown in seven on sevens. Uh, so, so far, so good for the two of them. Uh, again, small body of work. Uh, in, the, in the last several years, though, we've seen disastrous quarterback performances with only like 10 pass attempts also. So, uh, so it's much better than, than what the offense looked like in the spring when so many guys were out with whatever reasonings, you know, injuries, personal stuff, whatever. Uh, so the offense looked a whole lot better today than it did all spring. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, I, I don't know if you just mentioned there, cause not me paying attention here, I guess, but <laughs> Gardner Minshew was running with the first team. Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson was running with the second team. Was that kind of consistent throughout the entire day of practice there? Yeah. So uh, again, since it was only an hour, what I was assuming is they were just trying to get some work in. They weren't trying to mess with a whole lot. So it was Gardner Minshew with the first team throughout practice today. Uh, during the spring, we had seen Minshew get, the first, you know, two first team sessions of 11 on 11s. And then Minshew would get the second half uh, with the ones. Okay. Uh, but it was it was all Minshew with the ones today. After practice, Shane Steichen did. He was asked about it, of course. 
Uh, and he did say that we're going to notice them start to shake things up a little bit. So again, they're just kind of trying to ramp things up right now. Again, a shorter practice, um, you know, they were working in red zone because they didn't really want to overwork or overrun guys today. So I, I think we're going to see that situation develop pretty soon. Yeah, you know, it's still late July. It's not really in the whole thick of things yet. Yeah. So you understand they're not going to just go at a full practice and have, you know, full hitting and everything crazy yeah. going on right now. But that is interesting to hear right there. Uh, talking about just rotations and guys that were out there. Uh, I know that you said in particular, you're going to stare at this offensive line and let <laughs> us know if they all stunk throughout of it. Was was the starting offensive line the same starting offensive line we saw late last season? Yeah, it, it was the five that you would expect. Um, Ryman, Nelson, Kelly, Fries, and Smith. And I, I don't foresee any change to that. Because uh, remember, the big X factor that everyone has talked about all offseason has been Emil Ekior. He was the third team right guard today. So again, it was the first day. Uh, but the one guy you're expecting to implant himself into that was not even with the second team yet. Uh, so, so far, I think it's going to be that starting five for the long haul until we see otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. What about the second team offensive line? Though? Like you mentioned, uh, Mila Kior was there at third team right guard. Mm -hmm. uh, who were some guys that we saw on that second team offensive line that, you know, maybe not pushing for that starting role, but are the next guys up if something were to happen? Yeah. And I'll, I'll give a little asterisk, I guess we, I refer to this in my notes every day as a theoretical first, second, third team stuff. Yeah. We're really not allowed to declare starter, second team, third team, but you got, you can all read between the lines with it basically. Um, but a couple of rookies at the tackle positions, Jake Witt at left tackle, who you raved about a little bit yesterday, Blake Freeland at right tackle, uh, Arlington Hambright at left guard, which was a little, a little bit of a surprise to me. Danny Pinter, of course, center with Wesley French at right guard. Okay. So Arlington yep. Hambright over Carter O'Donnell. I think that's the biggest surprise there. Because yes, they re-signed O'Donnell this offseason. Right. And I think mm -hmm. we expected Jake Witt as the backup left tackle. We expected Blake Freeland as the backup right tackle. But yeah. I would say Hambright's probably the biggest shock there at the second team. Now, he's an interesting guy. Pretty big size. Good athleticism. Mm -hmm. We haven't really seen much of him, obviously, at the NFL level. But... That's an interesting one there if he can solidify that backup left guard spot. It is. I, I believe he had some NFL experience before. I don't I don't know how much he's actually seen the field, but he's been in NFL programs before. So he wasn't just like an undrafted guy they brought in. I think they brought him in during the season last year, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, from the Patriots. That sounds about right. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, third unit line, just to kind of tie in the rest of everyone else, Matthew Vanderslice at left tackle. Carter O'Donnell at left guard, Dakota Shapley at center, Amila Kior at right guard with Jordan Murray at right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, again, very first practice. So a lock and yeah. change, but Jake Witt, uh, Danny Pinter, Blake Freeland, I'd be shocked if those guys move off second team whatsoever throughout mm -hmm. all of camp, but that backup right guard spot, backup left guard, those seem to be up in the air and up for grabs to for some of these other guys to move up there. Uh, talking pass catchers, because that's the only thing we haven't talked about yet. You know, you talked about Kylan Granson catching a touchdown, Ethan yeah. Fernia catching a touchdown. Uh, did any other pass catchers kind of, you know, make make it make it in like, you know, have a good day in your eyes, I guess, today? Uh, so, again, there wasn't much passing, so there's not much to go off of. Uh, but I will say that it was good to see Josh Downs back out there. He's running real crisp. Uh, he's obviously very quick. Everyone already knew that catches everything, but I thought he covered ground quickly too. I was trying to compare him and Isaiah McKenzie during positional drills and mm -hmm. they move very similarly, but I feel like downs was just covering ground in a, in a 
bigger instance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was just getting to his check marks quicker. Uh, so I, I was really impressed by him. Vincent Smith, and I, I wrote this in my in my notes for the day. So that's obviously not anyone you look at and say he's probably going to make the roster, but I'll just kind of take you down a hypothetical journey. Him and Anthony Richardson have connected on a number of big plays throughout the spring and now through one day of training camp. Uh, when I mentioned Richardson rolled out, you know, he, he had the improvisational touchdown in the red zone. It was to Vincent Smith sliding down in the back of, of the end zone. You obviously make this enormous investment in Anthony Richardson. Shoot, if, if he's got this really good chemistry with a guy like Vincent Smith and it's showing itself all throughout training camp, do you carry Vincent Smith in, into the season? I, I think that's kind of interesting to think about, but these two seem to really be in sync. And it's one that I, I'm kind of interested to watch throughout the summer. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting because Vincent Smith is one of the few guys outside the top guys, obviously, that has some experience playing in NFL games. You know, you have guys like Jawan Winfrey down there. Um, I want to say they have uh, Wilkerson from the Patriots down there as well. Rashad Perriman, too. Perriman down there. Yeah, so guys who have some experience, but Vincent Smith is also a bigger player. I think he's like 6'5", like 200 pounds, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty athletic as well. He kind of, he's kind of like Mike Strawn, but like, developed you know like more yeah. developed than what we've seen out of Strawn. so yeah vincent smith that's interesting and he's running with the twos so you know again when you're talking this bottom of the wide receiver depth chart where they are they already have four to five guys locked in having a guy who's running with the twos and getting those valuable reps i think is a very interesting thing to look at there so vincent smith make sure you guys keep a keep an eye on him throughout all of training camp and we're going to continue this conversation about the Colts training camp and switch over to the defense side of the ball. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Uh, Like I said yesterday, guys, you know, I went to college for a year. It just really wasn't for me. Had a really, really rough time there. And I had to kind of have that tough decision to call my parents and say, hey, this isn't for me. I need to come home and, and change my my direction in life. Uh, so whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, like going to college like I was, uh, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. You know, when I got back from college and I was facing all those those ideas of self-doubt and self-hatred and stuff like that. I did go to therapy quite a few times to kind of get myself out of the dumps and kind of get my life back on track. And now I'm here with you guys. I'm here with you guys on this podcast a couple of years later. I have a wife. I have a house. Uh, I'm doing really good for myself. And that's what therapy can do for you. Uh, you know, I didn't go through BetterHelp, but I did go through a lot of the different therapists and stuff to get my, my life back on track. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on and everyday is again when we have practice days we're going to be doing the show the same way we're going to talk offense then defense and then opening the floor to your guys questions there you guys are already leaving quite a few in the comments there keep throwing some in there so we can fill out a whole final segment jake and i are all ears and we're going to have fun talking your conversation so every day is every day at 4 30 throughout colts training camp we'll be talking your your questions and talking everything colts 
All right, Jake. So we're talking defense now. And I think the biggest story here is just Shaquille Leonard, who we expected to maybe sit out this practice, maybe just do some walkthroughs and not do anything else. I mean, he was out there for pretty much the entire day, right? Yeah. I, I mean, they weren't full, you know, they, they weren't um, full physicality or anything. They were just in shells and shorts and things like that. Uh, but I don't know that any of us expected his level of involvement already. Maybe just do like positional drills and then just watch from the sideline uh, during the live team stuff. But no, he was out there as soon as they got underway with 11 on 11s. He was out there with the rest of his, his teammates. Seven on seven still did that. And a lot of time they don't they don't have those guys go in on the seven on sevens either. Uh, mm-hmm. So he was fully involved as much as any other first team defender today, which was a really nice thing to see. Uh, after practice, he talked about it. He wasn't ready to declare himself back. Uh, he still needs to be you know, released for full contact and everything. But days like this, uh, I, I think we might see him out there for an extended period of time, which is really, really encouraging. Yeah, this is far from what I expected because, you know, we kind of heard the same song and dance last year. I know he was he started last year on the active pup list, uh, so we didn't really see him throughout most of training camp. Uh, but when he came back off that pub list, I want to say with a couple of weeks left in August, it was very much like, you know, is he really going to practice? You know, is he really doing anything out there? When he got back to practice, he wasn't really doing much. Uh, I think he's had a lot of injuries throughout off seasons in his career as well, where it's kind of been the same song and dance like this too, where it's like, yes, he's active and he's out there, but he's not really moving around. He's not really practicing. So to hear that he was out there for pretty much the entire day today, that that's shocking to me. I, I was, maybe I was just being too pessimistic, but I wasn't expecting this much out of him. So, you know, my, my worry level is still high with Shaquille Leonard and everything because it's been what 18 months since he's really played more than a game of football, you know, but um, this is definitely a positive sign. I'm feeling better at this very moment right now than what I did feel what yesterday, you know, I didn't feel as great yesterday, but now I'm feeling a little bit better uh, so that's very good to hear. Uh, switching over to the cornerback room, I know that's obviously the biggest area of, of conversation there on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, two surprising starters on the outside, right, Jake? Yeah, so uh, Juju Brents was, you know, he's not on PUP, but they were expecting to bring him along slowly. He did not participate today. Uh, after practice, Coach Dykin said he's got a little bit of a hamstring thing that he's dealing with. Didn't sound really dire, like he'll, he'll be back at some point soon, it sounds like. Uh, but in his place, Dallas Flowers, who I had mentioned was probably going to get uh, that first outside corner spot alongside Kenny Moore in the slot. Uh, so Dallas Flowers was out there, and uh, primarily it was Daryl Baker Jr. as the other outside corner. Uh, we'd mentioned Kevin Tolliver was an, another option. Um, Tony Brown, I am becoming more and more convinced that Brown – is not a roster lock, but okay. has a really good chance because he's the only other guy that covers the slot with like with the other meaningful defenders. You know what I mean? Like there, there's there's always a slot defender when they're in the nickel defense and, and things like that. But it, they're they're covering guys who are not going to make the roster. You know, Tony Brown takes meaningful practice snaps in the nickel. And mm-hmm. since he's also a key contributor on special teams, I want to consider him mostly safe. I, I think yeah. someone's going to have to unseat him in order for him to, to not make this roster. Yeah, my thinking going into this offseason was the only player 
on the roster that had a chance of usurping him for his roster spot was Daniel Scott, actually, who oh, yeah. was a safety. But Daniel Scott could have been a gunner and also had a lot of experience in college playing in the slot. So he was a guy where it's like, OK, cool. You have a backup safety who can also play in the slot and can go out there and play gunner that can kind of make Tony Brown expendable. But when you lose a player like Daniel Scott and you look at this cornerback room, which other guy can play in the slot besides Kenny, obviously there really isn't any other player, which, and then which other player has experience being a gunner? You know, it's, you got Tony Brown, you got Ashton Doolin. I mean, you don't really have much else there that can play that. I mean, Nick cross, but you know, there's other things with that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you don't really have that other gunner. So yeah, I do think uh, someone like Tony Brown has that inside leverage to be uh, that backup corner. And he was there last year. He's been with Gus Bradley in the past. I think he Mm -hmm. was um, a practice squad guy with the Raiders uh, with, with Gus Bradley. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense for, for him to be, like you said, not a lock, but like, He's got a really good shot there. Uh, mm-hmm. Some guys who performed well today. Now talking away from from uh, just guys who were starting. Guys who performed well. I saw Kenny Moore had a pass breakup. Yep. Buckner and Kareem had some sacks. Who who are some other guys you kind of caught your eye uh, in terms of performance out there for the defense? Uh, yeah, JoJo Doman got out there. Uh, our our guy Liam Anderson. Uh, I knew it. it. I knew uh, you, it, I knew you would love him. I knew he, you would he love slam, him. He slammed the door on a, a Gardner Minshew scrambled towards the pylon. Baby Liam Anderson saying no, sir. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got an early leader for our depth linebacker of the summer so far. <laughs> you did you did call that. Um I but did. no, it was it, again, it was kind of an abridged day, not again, just an hour practice, so about half of the length of a normal one. Um, so there's still a lot we'll see in the coming days, but no, it was, it was a pretty good practice overall. Um, neither side dominated the other. And we're used to kind of seeing the defense kill the offense at this point already. Yeah. Or like, you know, early in camp, it at least happens. Uh, but no, I think it was it was overall a really good day of practice for both sides of the ball. Um, you know, good day for Anthony Richardson to get his feet wet. Uh, you know, Zach Moss got some meaningful work after missing a, that mandatory minicamp. Evan Hole was out there. Uh, Evan Hole was... Um, so I mentioned Jake Funk was like the next running back up with Moss and Jonathan Taylor out in the spring. Uh, it was, it was Evan Hull and um, Evan Hull, Deion Jackson, Jake Funk after that. So uh, the depth chart of running backs seemed to get back in order uh, today. So that, that makes a lot more sense now. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm already excited to see what they're going to do on Friday. Cool. Cool. Yeah. The only thing, the only other question I had about the defense here is uh, when Khalid Kareem had his sack, who was he? Who was he going up against? Do you remember? Uh, which which blocker? Yeah, which I, blocker? I don't. I don't. I just know it was against Anthony Richardson, though. Okay. Uh, but okay. both of them, it might have been on a stunt, if I remember correctly, because okay. he's obviously an end. I believe he came up from the middle. Okay. Uh, okay. Buckner obviously came up the middle as as well, but I feel like it might have been on a stunt. Oh no! Everyone getting worried about the stunts now with the <laughs> offensive line. Uh, Jake said, but Jake it was said the, he, it was the second team line at least. Look, you said you would tell us that the offensive line stinks. It, it hasn't. It it wasn't noticeably <laughs> terrible yet. No, but I mean, in the, in the red zone again, red zone and run game, it's a lot quicker. Yeah. And Shane Steichen runs a, a quick pace, so yeah. they did okay. some huddle today. Uh, but Steichen made it sound like you know, as they get going and they're ramping things up, the pace is probably going to remain pretty quick. And he likes that for Richardson and the other young guys, for example, because they don't have to think as much. 
Sweet, sweet. Uh, and then when it comes to Kenny Moore's pass breakup, do you know who he was covering on that, or he just had it down as a pass breakup? It was it was Pittman. So oh, okay. Uh, they, okay. They were locked up in the, the back of the end zone, and and both of them were kind of going to the ground as as Kenny broke it up. And it was good to see him not only make a play, but like look really confident. He's always a guy that has a little like celebration or a dance after he does something. And I want to see a guy like that get the pet back in his step. I, it was yep. great to yep. see him have a play that made him feel confident and caused him to celebrate. And he's, he's one I really want to see making more and more plays through the summer because he is so very important now. Yes, he is. Now coming up, guys, we're going to talk all about your questions, news and notes, uh, and we're going to open the floor to you guys for everything you want to hear. All right, guys. So before we jump into your questions, we did have a couple shout outs for people. We have our boy Philippe jumping in here, getting off work now. and We'll listen later, but wanted to say hi. If you guys don't know, Philippe is is must see content. You know, we have to always get Philippe's content uh, comments up here. You know, he's he's the goat of the Colts community. We got Worm G three forty saying hi from South Carolina. What is up, Worm? We appreciate the comment. And then Noah jumping in saying, "Good shirt, Zach." I mean, look, we we know it's a great shirt. So, <laughs> I think Noah was there today. Noah, you oh, okay. you were in the stands today, weren't you? Probably was. Probably was. Uh, now getting to some of your guys' questions here, Keon Hayes. And again, if I say your guys' names wrong, please yell at me. Um, I deserve it. So <laughs> definitely yell at me there in the comments definitely. and say your names wrong. But Keon Hayes or Keon Hayes, uh, how was Alec and Josh Downs today? Do you really see much out of those two guys uh, in terms of just? how they were doing in these red zone drills and stuff, Jake? Uh, Not really. I kind of noticed, I just took a small mental note during positional stuff that Alec looks really um, fluid in his movements. Now for those bigger guys running routes and getting in and out of cuts that can look kind of unnatural. Uh, I thought Alec looked pretty good doing that. And again, I mentioned Josh Downs looked really smooth. Uh, Chris Ballard, you know, since we didn't get to see him in the mandatory mini camp, he had the knee thing. Uh, Ballard talked about him yesterday because we haven't talked to Ballard about him since Downs has begun practicing with the Colts. And he's like, this dude's really good. And, you know, he got right back to to looking like a stud. Um, wasn't really involved during the live drills because, again, they only passed a handful of times. Uh, but in positional stuff, he looked really smooth. Awesome. Awesome. We got another one from Gabriel here. Uh, first team wide receivers, were they Pittman, Pierce and Downs uh, that you saw with Gardner Minshew? Uh, yeah, but you get a lot of you get a, yeah you get a lot of rotation though. Uh, Ashton Doolin and Mike Strawn and Isaiah McKenzie saw plenty of reps with the first guys as well. Um, I don't want to say Downs was primarily the slot. I mean Pitt and Pierce, of course, were the outside receivers for the most part. Uh, I'm gonna say McKenzie and Downs probably split those reps for the most part. Doolin, of course, is always very involved as well. Awesome. Awesome. And then Wyatt here, uh, Wyatt, longtime listener here. So how's it going? Wyatt, thank you for this comment. What was the overall impression of how Chris Shane Steichen's first training hand practice as a head coach was? I know that you mentioned that it was at a very brisk pace, yeah. uh, but did it seem clunky at all for a first time head coach or it seemed really, really good? No. And, you know, we've seen pretty clunky practices early on and I was a bit fearful it would be that way uh, today because in the spring, the offense just sputtered so bad. The offense from what the media got to see, they really never had a practice that looked really good as far as the offense goes. Um, but again, Pittman was back. Zach Moss was back. Uh, Drew Ogletree, Jelani Woods. You had a lot of Josh Downs. You had a lot of important players that missed a lot of spring ball back out there today. 
and it looked like how it's probably supposed to look. So offense and defense, again, I, I mentioned it earlier, every, everyone looked decently all right. Again, it's the red zone, so it's like how bad can it get? Um, but no, I, I think so far it, it looked like a pretty well put together practice. Awesome. Awesome. Nathan here has more of a team question here. Will the Colts get another corner? Uh, I think I can actually answer this one because this doesn't require me to be at practice, but this is more of a wait and see thing. You know, Chris Ballard said the other day that they're that they wanted to go young at cornerback and they certainly are young at corner. Uh, but if these guys are struggling mightily throughout camp and it just doesn't look good whatsoever, then we could see them make a move for corner. But I just I don't think I don't see it happening anytime soon. I think if there is a move at corner, it would happen, you know, halfway through August or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think they're pretty intentional with going with this young group, so I don't see it happening outside of injury. Yep. Now, Lloyd has a question that's going to push us a little bit here. And, and Jake, since you're someone who has talked with Chris Fowler quite a bit over the years, uh, you could probably more speak to your perception of how he answered this question. But why was Chris Ballard super weird when Jonathan Taylor was mentioned versus Michael Pittman Jr. when it came to the contract stuff? Uh, with JT, he brought a team record and new staff. With Pittman, he, he talked about how much he loved Pitt and how he has the right emotions and stuff. Did you catch that there was anything weird there, Jake? Or was that, you know, are you kind of just brushing that off as just a typical answer? Well, I think Chris knows when he's going to get asked about like really pointed topics. And the Jonathan Taylor topic isn't a positive one right now because across right. the whole league, it's a negative spin on the running back stuff. The running backs are upset and, you know, fans are pretty torn on which side to go on. You know, Chris Ballard is a GM, so he's not going to be like, yeah, you got to, you know, you got to make everything fair for these guys. You know, he has to allocate a certain amount of money as well. Um, I didn't really take it as being super weird. It is a good point to to mention that he did sound a lot more optimistic about the Michael Pittman stuff. Um, I think they they love wide receivers, and I, I think they would love to keep a wide receiver in-house that they've developed, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but there's just not as much heat around the Pittman situation right now, and I think that's why. Uh, Ballard, I don't want to say he gets defensive, but he just knows when to expect some hotter topics, and that's yeah. how he's going to answer it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. John, we're going to throw this one up here for you here, but we kind of talked about this yesterday. Is Jonathan Taylor really hurt or is this pup thing linked to contract negotiations? Uh, when it comes to our show here, we're not going to speculate on that. It just, it, it seems very dangerous to speculate on that because then you're talking about the character of a person and their willingness to show up to, to stuff like that. Now, if we get more information, we'll talk about that if someone drops a report saying it's because of that. But uh, Shane Steichen did kind of say after practice today that when Taylor is healthy, he'll practice. So that that's as far as we're going to speculate. I think you're in agreement with that, right, Jake? Yeah, it's you, if there was any supporting data or not knowledge to go along with it, you could jump to conclusions. It's a good it's a good theory. I, I mean, I, I think you you can draw lines yeah. there. It makes sense, but. There's not, there's no definitive information there to to say yes or no. Right, right. So we'll we'll leave the speculation to uh, more hot take analysts than us. <laughs> we'll we'll kind of to the comment going. sections. To the comment section, yes. So you guys can always comment on us, and well, just be respectful. Don't don't accuse anybody of anything, and as long as you're doing that, it's perfectly fine. Uh, we're gonna do some quick hitters here to close out the show. Uh, DSG Goodbar here asked, uh, does it look like Shane Steichen's offense is meshing well with Richardson's play style or did it seem a bit fast at this point? Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, we knew going into it that 
this was kind of a perfect marriage when it comes to how Steichen's offense can go and how you can use Richardson. Um, I will say there was, you know, some RPO stuff today down in the red zone. Uh, Richardson had a, a scramble for a would be touchdown, you know, it was about the five yard line or so. And he had enough room there and, and got into the end zone. I mean, they can't hit him, but it looked like it would have been a legit touchdown. So I, I think there's plenty of that stuff involved in Steichen's offense that will accentuate Richardson's abilities. Perfect. And we got Irina here because I know I know Irina is the big Ashton Doolin fan. She is the leader of the fan club. I love it. We love it, Irina, because I used to be the leader of the fan club. But then you you just ripped that out of my hands a couple <laughs> of years ago there. But Ashton Doolin, what did you see from Ashton Doolin today, Jake? Anything anything special? Uh, nothing yet. Again, he I think he had a I think he caught a pass. Um, again, not there. There was like six passes thrown by the top two quarterbacks in eleven on elevens. Um, so nothing outstanding yet, but. You know, you can see the Colts trust him. He gets rotation with the first team receivers. He's very involved on special teams. So nothing to report on the Doolin front. You know, it's <laughs> it's always usually positive there. Yep. Yep. Now we'll do two more here again, quick questions. And then the next time that we have a, a practice, guys, we will open it up to these questions. You guys are doing great with these questions here. Um, we'll do this as a last segment on each of these live streams after practices going forward. Uh, but how did Kylan Granson look uh, worm G three forty thinks he'll break out this year. And you know that our show is sponsored by mm. Kylan Granson, <laughs> or at least it was last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he looked good. He caught Gardner Minshew's touchdown. Uh, it was a quick little flare out. I think it was, uh, you know, fake to the running back quick pass to the left to Granson within five yards or so touchdown, I believe would be Granson's first touchdown of his, of his NFL career uh, if it was in a game. So, <laughs> yep. no, I agree. I, I think Steichen is going to have a lot of ways to use Granson. We saw him used a little bit more last year. Um, I think Granson will be even more involved. I, I can't say he's going to have like huge usage because they have, a, they have a really deep tight end group. Um, but no, I, I think he's going to be used pretty well this year. All right, and then our last question here comes from the most optimistic fan in the history of Colts fandom here, who's always in here just touting how amazing the Colts are and how Chris Ballard is the greatest general manager of all time. We've got Nomadic Brian. Is Anthony Richardson ready to start yet? Jake, are you ready to plant your flag and say Richardson is ready right now? I'm going to say not yet. Like if the season <laughs> started tomorrow, that's he's probably not their starter. Uh, but maybe by the end of the summer, I, I mean, we just got to obviously see more, but if he had to, like if, if something happened to Gardner Minshew, they could figure something out with Richardson, I think. Yeah. But that ain't the plan yet. I don't, right. I wouldn't say. Right. Now, Jake, when's the next day of practice where the players are going to be out there? Is it tomorrow? Friday. So tomorrow Friday. is uh, we're going to get media availability with the assistant coaches. And then the day after is their next practice. Awesome. And they so have another day. on Saturday for the first evening practice. There we go. So every day is get back here. On Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to jump on here, go live, answer your questions, talk offense and defense like we did today, and really open the floor to have the conversation like we did today. You guys did a great job in the comment section. Keep that up for sure. Uh, and if you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on X, Twitter, X Twitter, Twitter X. Also, subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys' rings, reviews, and we'll see you guys tomorrow afternoon.